them to murder among family because family drama can be murder. Murder. I'm Pam. And I'm Erin. And welcome to the podcast, y'all. Welcome. Oh, and if you're my mom. Hey, mom. Hi, Susan. (laughs) Did she like our last episode? I feel like that's something that we should go over every episode where we every get... episode should be Susan. We should thoughts. get her feedback. Yeah, her feedback. Susan's. We can make it Susan's corner. Susan's corner. <laughs> she said it was very easy to walk to listening to us. That's good. We're Did easy think... listening. She okay, thinks we're funny, good. but okay. she's also like TJ, and she's like, "Well, but I know you guys." <laughs> and TJ's like. I don't get you guys. Yeah, he doesn't get it. Yeah, he doesn't nah. understand the humor. He but is it's a fine. magical person. He's working today. I uh, And you're working today, and I'm just getting off work. Yeah. Look, tomorrow is going to be a dumpster fire. I have a new store that's opening on Friday, so I'm doing that tomorrow and that Friday. less than zero cents. I know. And it's all the way out in the middle of Long Island. It's literally like the center of Long Island. It's You heard it here, people. Aaron is a job creator. Yes, I am. Yes, yes, I am. During a pandemic, during a pandemic, Aaron is creating work for people. Creating (laughs) jobs. I've hired within the last month. Within the last month, I've hired 10 people. So and I'm just doing flower arrangements now in my house that's my new hobby flower arrangements you know I almost bought mm-hmm. myself some flowers off of um, 1-800-Flowers because I was like oh I really want some lilies that sounds nice and then I didn't so buy yourself it's like 20 bucks and it, I gotta tell you makes my whole day I bought right. this $20 bouquet from Costco yeah and I cut it down into little bouquets and I put them all over the house that's cute that's pretty do they smell good? So I have one in the kitchen. I have one in the bathroom. I have one on my desk. I have one on my nightstand. Oh, I even gave one to nice. my mom. You did? Who was too busy talking about race relations to kind of give a crap. But it's fine. Yeah. By the way, you don't want to know what that carrot had to say. No, I don't want to know. It was oh. It was a lot. <laughs> She's gives, a lot. That gives me a headache. And shout out to my sister, who is definitely not listening that's right, Jen. I know you're not listening. Jen you're doesn't listen? Oh. No, she doesn't. Isn't that insane? We have yeah. so many listeners and none of them are my sister. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. The reason we started this podcast and then she's Well, you like, were going to originally do it with, with Jenny. <laughs> you are originally going to do it with her. Yeah, it was supposed to be Murder Among Sisters. Yeah, and now... <laughs> well, I'm now pretty Murder entertaining. Murder Among Family. I feel like um, please, Jenny is, is very Jenny's very analytical, so if you were to do it with her, it would be more serious, but I just want absolutely nothing to do with murder, so it's more comedy. It's all hilarious. <laughs> okay, so before we even get into it today, mm-hmm. the, this all comes from two places. I heard about this on The Dollop, which if you have not listened to them, highly recommend. They are phenomenal. Okay. They are amazing. Mm-hmm. And from the Activist magazine, the article is called A Thousand Pounds of Dynamite by Adam Higginbotham. A Thousand Pounds of Dynamite? And it... Yes. So as we promised, this week is not about murder, although oh, there happens to be a murder in it. We're just going to ignore that and keep moving. Oh, God. Yeah. It's not ideal, 
but it is what it is. Okay. We'll take so our wins. If you we can want a good them. read, though, read that article. Okay. I'm going to link it in the show notes so you can just click, probably, once I figure out how show notes work. I'm not on show notes. I don't even, you're lucky I could even figure out Zoom, honestly. I did do a Zoom, a Zoom uh, interview with a doctor the other day. And literally, I had to set it up, and it took me. I literally tried to request a tutorial, but the way that um, it came, like they didn't have any available before I needed it. So I literally, you should have saw me, Pam. I was trying to figure out Zoom in the middle of the sales floor, screaming at my computer, trying to write emails, and I'm just like, I don't understand. I gotta set this up within the next half hour. And my area doctor was like, Why didn't you call me? I do them constantly. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't call you because I have my area doctor. I literally doctor do them in order to teach. My area doctor was like, just press this and this. And I was like, yeah, I can't do this. She's like, no, no, Erin, you, you can do it. It's fine. And then I set it up and then it literally just like halfway through it just, I'm going to need you to fix this. <laughs> Someone other than myself needs to fix this. <laughs> it has been nothing but a mess for literally. I thought that things were going to get better. And for a minute, I had hope that it was getting better because I thought it was. And now we've got this, and it's it's just a lot. It's not getting better. This is necessary. This is necessary, though. It's part of democracy, which is slowly yeah. being eroded. So, yeah. that yes. Yeah. That's, okay. Uh, let's get into this. I'm not yes. going to even title this. I'm going to figure out the title while we're listening. Okay. Let's get into this. Okay, I'm ready. Born in 1922 in central Hungary, Janos was the only child of a farming family. 1922. Holy moly. That was literally 88 years ago. Almost 100 Almost years ago. 98 yeah. years ago. Yeah, that's a long time. Okay. Wow. His father was a mean drunk and hated having him around, so he sent Janos to his grandparents at the age of three, and they sent him back at 12. This is how all of our stories start. It's not ideal. <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't be dumpster people. Okay. At 15, Janos ran away for good. He went to Budapest, where he was taken in by a butcher and his family. Okay. It's an honest living. I mean, I guess. very 1920s. Uh, very violent. I guess it would be the 30s at that point. Uh, now, yeah. at this point, we don't really know what happened because Janos is a bit of a nut, mm -hmm. as you probably can tell. He had many different stories. He was probably a butcher's apprentice. He was probably fought in the war for the wrong side. Uh, eventually, he decided communism would be ideal. Uh, but that, that was a bad idea because he had to flee Hungary in December of 1956 when the Soviets rolled into Budapest and smushed down the communists. Mm. Uh, before leaving the country, though, in 1955, he met Elizabeth, Elizabeth in a restaurant. B-E-T? Yes, because... They're Hungarian. Uh, Got it. They, he met her in a restaurant. She was waiting for her husband, a waiter, to get off work. When Janos asked her to dance, they shared two dances and asked her to marry him. And the divorce came in quickly the next year. Wow. That escalated. It must have been some kind of... Must, that escalated very quickly. That must have been a really intense dance. That was like a sexy tango. I can't even dance. I'm not good. Fox at... I've been trying to talk Mike into taking these dance classes online with me. Interesting. 
I'll send you the link. It looks really cute. I wonder if... Also, I think I would love to see TJ doing the dance. I was just going to say, I wonder if TJ would do them with me, and I feel like he would step on my feet. It wouldn't be me stepping on his feet. It would be him stepping on my feet. Literally designed for that. And you know what? If we both like it, I'll reach out to the company and see if they'll sponsor us on the podcast. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Elizabeth and Yanos were married. The early days of their marriage were a brief period of you know, peace for them. Uh, Their last name is Burgess. I don't know if that comes up again in my notes. Uh, Less than a year later, they were fleeing to the U.S. So Yanis and Elizabeth arrive in the U.S. Mm -hmm. May 1957. Apparently, the the Red Cross gave them $3. And according to family lore, they spent it on sunglasses because Elizabeth wanted sunglasses. What? Yeah, I don't know why. That's just, it's so stupid. It's random. Um, okay. Janos became John, and he is going to be called Big John for the rest of this. Big because John. Because that's how he was known. Big John. Was and Elizabeth, uh, I think he was just a big a-hole. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Elizabeth became Elizabeth. Makes sense. Uh, and they made their way from New Jersey to California where they got work on a farm. John was a carpenter. Elizabeth worked in the packing house, which apparently means you put apples into boxes. That was a very interesting Google search for me. That's um, what that is? Yeah, they packed up the fruit to send See, it. I would not think that packing box stood for pack, literally packing things. I would think meat packing. Well, it's a farm. So, yeah, they were, I think it was a fruit farm. Oh. John later got working in the metal into got work in metal fabrications. He got a job at a different company. He spent five years there learning how to weld, weld and pipe fit. That's good. Uh, and Elizabeth spent this time at home. Big John and Elizabeth had two sons at this time. Johnny was born in 1960, and in 1962 came Jimmy. Okay. Uh, in 1964, <clears throat> Big John put $500 uh, down to start a landscaping company where he worked seven days a week, never taking a vacation, never buying new clothes. He was completely non-union. He would fight anyone who stood up to him, and he would just beat the living Jesus out of them. That's terrible. Uh, he was terrifying and prone to cut corners, uh, using explosives, especially when digging trenches. Okay. Why? Okay. Two questions. Okay. One, why was he digging trenches? For landscaping. Oh. Like highway landscaping. Oh, okay. Not yard landscaping. It's not like your yard. I know he did yard stuff too, but he did like very large commercial landscape. Got it. Okay. That's how he became a millionaire by 1972. He had three businesses. Don't know what they are. Uh, (laughs) But one of them was landscaping. At that time, he was so wealthy, he could spend, you know, money on the finer things. He bought three Mercedes and his own plane, a Beechcraft. He lost his license after... Picking up one too many speeding tickets. He used to, so he used to fly from job site to job site in his plane. What? Now, being the big a-hole he was, he would do low altitude stunts and would buzz water skiers on the lake. What? Uh, and fly under freeway overpasses. He would even do this with the kids in the plane. That's terrifying. Elizabeth was his bookkeeper until he bought her a restaurant of her own, like a business to keep her busy. It was called La Villa Basque. It was like a little Italian place. Okay. Don't ask me why they were Hungarian, as we know. Um, at home, he thought he was some kind of inventor. 
And when the family moved to a new home, he set up a large workshop out back. He had good ideas, but not a ton of follow through. And when he did actually follow through, he was unlucky. So he built like this big meatball machine for the restaurant to like make meatballs faster. Mm. Uh, but it never worked, right? I love a good meatball. <laughs> Would you like a machine that made them by the dozen? No, I am very particular about my meatballs. Mm. Clearly. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm you don't not. care about meatballs. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm Jewish, and until I was like in my 20s, did I realize that meatballs were not supposed to be sweet and sour? Ew, my mom makes them Swedish. Ugh. <laughs> I just broke Aaron. I'm sorry, we're Jewish, <laughs> we're not Italian. I was gonna say, when I your meatball, the closest thing you get to a meatball is in your matzo ball soup, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's that's bread, that's a bread ball, Ew, sweet and sour meatball. Ugh. You say that, but once you know no. that they're going to be sweet and sour, I've had them. I think it's better. I've had them, and I don't like them. My, I didn't realize that it was something like that didn't happen outside of my family until Mike came over for dinner for the first time, and, and your he's mom like, made those. "Something's wrong with these meatballs," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no, they're sweet and sour." Because <laughs> his grandma thought she was Italian. Yes, I remember. She that. was Irish. Yes, I remember that. And also, I guess if you didn't have a heap of cigarette ash in them, it didn't taste right. Whatever. Ew, okay, what? so, <laughs> so she smoked while she cooked. It reeked of cigarettes. Oh. She was a wonderful, kind woman, but she smoked constantly. Uh, <laughs> Terrible. So the other things that he did build that were like super great, he built a, an irrigation timer and an automatic ditch digger that laid pipes really quickly, but they were, he was beaten to the patents by other inventors. Oh, well, that sucks. Yeah. Money did not help the marriage. They were both drinkers. They fought constantly, large, violent fights. <gasps> Big John always accused Elizabeth of affairs, and to, to make him more suspicious, she would disappear for days at a time. Maybe she was dancing with someone else. I mean, anyone who dumps their husband for someone they danced with twice, you should be suspicious of. Yeah. But also, maybe she's just getting away from you because you're a violent drunk like your father. Oh, I dropped it. That's the mic. I can't. You're welcome. I can't. So, <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Let me just take a sip of this good smoothie. Mm. green. Or is, it is green. Is that the mason jar that you're drinking it out of? No, the gr mason jar is clear. This is a, uh, it's an algae smoothie. It's spirulina. Oh. Why are you looking at me like you have no idea? It's not the main ingredient. The main ingredient is almond milk. <laughs> yeah, for okay. It's almond milk, banana, uh, maple syrup, and a little bit of spirulina. What does it taste like? Banana? Maple syrup and banana. It tastes like a banana pancake. Hmm. That sounds good. I almost made banana it's bread the other, day, the other day. Well, if you have rotting bananas, I mean, what else are you going to do? I do. I did have a bunch of rotting bananas, and then TJ decided to make three protein shakes within 1.5 days and my bananas were gone well that's why i'm trying to get rid of the bananas for the that's why i keep making smoothies mm. also the spirulina is very good for digestion and high in iron oh iron is good you know a lot of women don't have don't get the right amount of iron intake exactly mm -hmm. and lily had great iron on her doctor's appointment did she who is my daughter? Yeah, she did yeah, we know who she, lily also is. she has no lead or low lead i don't really know what the difference is Pe they test you for lead too. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, Mike thought it was interesting too. 
legs. They could only do the one parent thing because coronavirus. Yeah, so yeah. I had to take her in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. She didn't cry at all when they took her blood. I was so proud of her. Oh, angel. So any parents out there who want tips on doctor's appointments, the key is chocolate and telling them what's going to happen. Oh, well. Mm. I was like, she, it's going to hurt. And they're she... going to stab you with a needle. But, and they're going to take your blood, but it's to make sure everything's okay. And then you get a chocolate bar for mommy. And she was like, okay, we're good. And she just like, she was like, she made a face. Yeah, she's like, do I get my chocolate now? Wow. She was like, why do you keep taking the blood? There's more blood. Why do you keep taking more blood? Wow. Like, oh my God. I'm shocked. That's awesome. That's, you should tell everyone you know that. Cause that's. Well, that's impressive. literally my entire YouTube channel. Oh yeah. That's great. It's like how to teach your kid to do literally anything. Wow. Potty training. Uh, staying in bed, not running around the house, you know, like, <laughs> it's good stuff. If, Check I, it out, prep and passion. if I ever have a child, I'm going to watch your YouTube channel, but until you then. You definitely should. Should I watch <laughs> it as an adult? You think I'll learn something from it? You could train your husband. True. Do you have episodes it's, on that, too? Well, it's basically uh, applied behavior analysis, which is a form of behavior modification therapy. That's what I was getting my degree in before I had to take a break because I you, gave birth to a baby. Well, because you also went to I, t- I had it, My final was the day she was born. Yes, I remember so I was, that. I remember that. And your one professor was so nice. And she let you take the final She was super chill about it. Early. She, and the other one, I had to take it a week later. <laughs> so that baby was a week old. I have a picture of me. I have a smoothie, my computer, and I'm trying to take a final. Aww. <laughs> okay wait wait so here we go so uh she would disappear for days at a time so from the outside it might seem like jimmy and johnny they had it all right they had a really comfortable life their parents were together their parents bought them bikes and motorcycle bikes and go-karts and three-wheelers elizabeth would dress them in identical matching outfits that's cute which i think is cute but also kind of you totally don't like that i saw your face i don't mind like matchy but not like identical how do you feel about parents who dress the same as their children see i think that's cute to a point because there's only so long it'll go for yeah like not when they're teenagers no and it's not gonna happen maybe like for like holiday photos but like no i'm i bought matching swimsuits for me and lily and then we're not going anywhere so stop it you did oh my god they're so cute oh my they're so cute it's adorable because we had swim classes. Yeah. But now we don't have swim classes. That's right. And she loved swim classes. And I was like. And your mom took her. And she loved Mom took her. I took her. I offered to buy mom a matching swimsuit so we could all match she together. She was like, I'll pay for it. And I'm like, okay, here's the site. So all <laughs> three of you life. have a matching swimsuit? Stop it. Yeah. So like my mom has like the tankini version. I think I bought the one piece for myself. Uh-huh. I'm not 100% sure. And then I got Lily like, but they're not matching. They're like different mix and match kinds like I don't know how same. to they're different styles but they're the same color palette okay oh that's super cute, it's very cute. Oh, I like that it's very cute yeah. um all right. okay from the outside it all looked great but uh oh and one summer Elizabeth even took them on a road trip across Europe uh a but John was a giant Europe yeah wow. cool huh I want to do that but big John was a nightmare he made them work in the restaurants at night and Summers, he, they had to work for the landscaping company. Uh, when they worked for the landscaping company, they slept in the trailers with Big John's crew. What? Yeah. He would only give them one haircut a year. It was right at the beginning of summer Somebody vacation. shaved their heads? 
he basically shaved their head. And because they were outdoor landscapers and apparently didn't know what a hat was, uh, oh they would literally God. have like blistered scalps by the end of the summer. That's terrible. Uh, That's awful. Big John also beat them relentlessly with belts, cables, boots, coat hangers, whatever oh he could really God. get his hands on. At night, he would come into the room and just wail on Johnny while Jimmy just lay motionless in bed and tried not to get any what? attention. Why? Because he's a psycho. That's when awful. Jimmy was six, his father caught him with his elbows on the table at dinner and punched out four of his teeth, oh. you know, for manners. Now, Johnny was the older child and he was not handling the abuse well, Aaron. Uh, he began drinking at age 12 and smoking pot the next uh, two years later. Uh, he would take out his rage on his younger brother and then Jimmy would run to his parents. And Big John would beat Johnny some more and then verbally abuse Jimmy for tattling. Because snitches get stitches, Aaron. Stop. <laughs> By November 1973, Elizabeth filed for a divorce. She was done. God, it's about time. <laughs> Did she have any teeth when she filed for a divorce? Did he knock those all out? God only knows. At one point, they were fighting oh so bad, she had a seizure in front of him, and he didn't call the ambulance. <laughs> and what? then finally, the ambulance come and said she had a mental breakdown that caused the seizure. Oh, oh my God. I didn't know. I didn't put that in. I didn't know seizures were caused by mental breakdowns. Oh my. They're not. Oh. They're not. He, abu- he beat her so viciously, she had a seizure. There's a- You don't have a seizure from... St- I guess you could have a seizure from stress, but then you would have a seizure disorder. Oh my God, that's wild. Um, yeah. So, but because she basically had no uh, recourse, she couldn't take her kids with her. So she moved to a trailer behind the house to keep an eye on her kids. The kids weird couldn't choice, go with but, her. Okay. I don't really understand 1970s, let alone 1970s California. Okay. But she Fair. moved into a trailer behind the house. Okay. Uh, so Elizabeth is divorced from Big, Big John, has a boyfriend, lives in the trailer. But arguments with Big John uh, and her disappearances still continued. Okay. Uh, around this time, Big John was also just retiring. He sold off the landscaping business to his foreman. He began flying up to Lake Tahoe to gamble. He was having a good time. Having a good whole time. By the summer of 1975, Elizabeth vanished again. This time she left behind her car outside the kitchen door with the keys in the ignition and her pocketbook on the passenger seat. Why? They found her body three days later in a field behind the house. An autopsy showed a combination of alcohol and Valium. She had choked on her own vomit. Oh, my God. How did the coroner rule it, Erin? Well, of course, a suicide, because that's how I want to kill myself, by choking on my own vomit. Nope, that's, no. I thought you said there was no murder. This is not the focus of the thing. I told you there was one murder. It was only a paragraph. That being That's said, no paragraph? one thought it was an accident. Paragraph. That being said, <laughs> no one thought it was an accident because her stomach was full of whiskey and Jimmy said she only drank vodka. They never found the bottle. What do you think he did? Not he long knocked after her the out. funeral. What do you think he knocked her out and then poured a whole bottle of whiskey down her throat and then... Yeah. Wow. And killed her. Oh, uh, 
Big John got real weird after the funeral, Aaron. He went around the house cutting her picture out of family photos. Why? What? He took the urn that held her ashes and just dumped it on the front lawn in front of her sons. What? He began spending money like never before. He dressed well for the first time in his life, which in the 70s was turtlenecks and weird suits. And bell bottoms. <laughs> Apparently, it was how he wore a Mike, pencil mustache. It was how Mike dressed for fans' wedding. Yes, <laughs> he basically was Mike at fans' wedding, except he drank Mai Tais and not Pepto. <laughs> and he started dating waitresses at the restaurant. Uh, he doubt he doubled down on gambling at Lake Tahoe. See what I did there? Double down at uh, gambling terms. His favorite place to gamble was Harvey's Wagon Wheel in State Line, Nevada. They treated him the way he thought he deserved to be treated, like a big shot. Okay. Consist- he was considered a high roller, and he was constantly at the blackjack table, so Harvey's would, like, give him anything. They put him up for free. They gave him the best rooms. He knew his way around the place. He befriended the staff. In 1967, he was invited to spend a long weekend with the owner at his ranch in Carson Valley. The owner even let him fly his helicopter. Wow. How generous. Now, Big John spent more and more time at the casino and basically ignored his son. One day, a truck pulled up outside of his house. It was a food delivery from the Nugget Grocery Store. Okay. Big John had outfitted the garage with shelves that were 20 feet wide, 2 feet deep. He then stocked them with $8,000 worth of canned food. Everything from Campbell's soup to tuna. Next what? came the meat. Okay. One, 2,100 pounds of beef, three whole cows, plus four lambs, pork, lobster, and ham, and 200 pounds of hot dogs. Big John stacked all of this in the walk-in freezer. hot dogs? Who needs 200 pounds of hot dogs? Even I don't want a pound of hot dogs. It's a lot of hot dogs. Damn. Big John stacked all of this in the walk-in freezer out back and told the boys they had enough food for three years. He was going to gamble. He'd be back in a month. He had enough food for three years? Yeah, they're like, there's enough food here for three years. Don't ask me to go to the grocery store. It's all for... Okay. Okay. How old are the kids at this point? 20s? Uh, they were born in the 60s it's 75 I think the oldest 15? is 15 the youngest is 12 holy mo! imagine don't bother yeah. me for food I got you right here goodbye in April of 1976 Big John married a waitress from the restaurant how old was she Aaron 12 no no 17 she was 18 years old, oh, and he was, was a good 56. That's literally disgusting. It lasted a year. In the next, well, in 1978, he, wow. he started dating another woman from the restaurant. She was. This time she was. 21. 40. Close enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> she was a reasonably aged person. She was a mother of four, only waitressing on the weekend. During the week, she was a probation officer. Oh, my God. She must be intense if she's a probation officer. I don't know. She does not seem like the brightest bulb. No one seems like the brightest bulb, honestly. But who am Soon I? Soon she moved in mm-hmm. with Big John and Jimmy. At this point, Johnny had gotten his GED and 
split. Bye. He See spent you. time on friends' couches. Mm-hmm. He did anything to survive. He did not. He did not want to be with his father anymore. And he really didn't tell his younger brother where he lived either. Really? Why not? Um, at one point they lived together, and it just was unsustainable. Oh. Uh, and then he became a roofer, and then he just he didn't want anything to do with his family. Which should have been his motto throughout all of this, because the bananas are about to hit the fan, Aaron. Ready? The bananas are coming. Okay, I'm ready. Big John was not a great gambler. He might have bragged that it was easy to get away at the blackjack tables, but not for long. And he, he was losing. And he lost everything. A uh, debt collector came by the restaurant and told John that he had bounced a couple checks. Big John owed $1,000. Not a problem. He opened up the cash register and handed him $1,000. Mm-hmm. And then mysteriously, the restaurant burned to the ground. What? No one thought it was an accident. Arson investigator did not think it was an accident. Big John took the insurance money, all 300000 and immediately lost it at the blackjack tables at Harvey's Casino. Wow. And he kept going. Now he was even in more debt. He sold his house to Joan at a fraction of its true value to pay off the debt. Wow. Still wasn't enough. In 1978, John bounced another fifteen thousand dollars worth of checks at harvey's when the debt collector came for the money he promised he'd be up to tahoe within the month and that he would pay off what he owed well he came back to tahoe but instead of paying harvey what he owed he signed a lease on a condo next door and went straight back to the tables losing even more money oh my god this guy has a problem by then yeah big john was actually failing his health was failing pretty hard he had a stomach problem he had two separate ulcer surgeries in the spring of 1978, he was diagnosed with abdominal cancer. Oh, wow. And he was admitted to the hospital for gastrointestinal bleeding. Oh, my God. That, that didn't stop him from gambling. He spent Jesus. two to three weeks every month in Lake Tahoe in his condo trying to win back his losses. Because that always works. Anyone who's gambled will tell you, you can always win back your losses. So this is why I don't gamble. The dark, dark holes. I don't like, it's not fun. It's not fun. I'd I always burn 50 bucks. At least you get a fire out of it. I always lose when I gamble, and that's why I go to the penny slots, because at least if I lose a penny, I don't get sad. And I bet no more I'd than $20. Eat. Let's just go to the yeah. Let's go to the buffet. It's not fun to sit next to someone chain smoking and losing their life savings. You know, my old boss really loved to gamble, so whenever they would um like travel the the market, they would always stay at like the hotels that had that were always attached to a casino. And they would sit there, drink packs, and by packs, I mean two or three packs of cigarettes, get free booze because they were high rollers and bet more than whatever the amount was that you had to bet more than. And they would eat at the buffets that normally involve some type of seafood, like crab or lobster. And one time they were like, do you want to stay at this hotel with me? And I was like, yeah, no, that's not for me. My mom goes with the girls gambling. They have like little retreats because two of them are like high rollers. Yeah. But Susan and is her other name Susan? Susan and Alana are like on death's friggin' door. (laughs) (laughs) They came to Lily's first birthday. Were you there for her first birthday? No, it was fan. Uh, Because it was outside, it was hot, and you had to go to Rita's, I think. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yes. So. Like, Alana and Susan both have a cane, kind of going blind, kind of just old. Alana does, completely ignores her diabetes and eats whatever the hell she wants, which is not how you treat diabetes, people. Not how you treat that's diabetes. That's how you lose a leg. Yeah, that's how <laughs> you lose multiple limbs. 
Wow. And they like, that's their life is like going gambling and then getting free meals. And my mom goes, but she spends 50 bucks and she's the driver since no one else can drive. Wow. Wow. It's a nightmare. Okay. So he's a big loser. (laughs) One day John shows up unexpectedly during New Year's Eve weekend at Harvey's Wagon Wheel and demands a free room. And the manager says, sure. And he puts him up in his old suite, his favorite mm-hmm. suite, 10, 17. Now he's with a girl who is definitely not Joan because they would have mentioned Joan at this point. And he's like showing off. But before they could even start, I don't know, partying. What is partying in the 70s? Like cocaine? Yeah, I think so. Or LSD. Yeah. Before they could get the party going, uh, they bounced him out of the suite because a guest was actually going to pay for it. Big John made a big stink, but there was no use. And he spent the entire weekend in a room so small, they could barely walk around the bed. And she basically said, I thought you were a big shot, but you're nothing. Oh, well, which was not the thing to say to this sociopath. Because the next day, his ego. So that girl's dead. Well, I, we never hear about her again. So you never know. She's dead. Uh, the next day he woke up with a plan and he sent Jimmy to get Johnny. Oh. Apparently Big John was... Uh, was keeping tabs on Johnny and when Jimmy showed up in Johnny's door he was like what the hell are you doing here yeah and he was like I'm not here for you dad needs you uh this is his plan he was gonna extort Harvey's wagon wheel for one million dollars he was going to build a bomb and extort the million dollars that seems like a very bad idea well Johnny and Jimmy laughed uncontrollably Johnny's girlfriend was like this is so dumb yes no one thought he was actually going to do it. But he did it. In, in March, Big John had received a letter from the IRS demanding 30000 in back taxes and began, began talking about suicide. Uh, Johnny didn't hear anything more about this bomb until June 1980 when Jimmy called him and said that Big John had found the dynamite he wanted. Oh, my God. Johnny and Jimmy figured the plan would never come to anything. So helping him wouldn't matter. Big John would be caught as soon as he tried to roll that bomb into the casino. Why? To blow it up? Because he was mad? Yes. So late one Friday night, Johnny drove Jimmy and Big John towards Helm Creek Electric Hydroelectric Construction Project. Mm -hmm. Big John had already been up there a few times last week, and he had found the shack where they were keeping the dynamite. Now, construction was going 24 hours, so there was always someone around, but no one seemed to question him when he just walked on past the empty guard shack. What? So they drove up, but they were actually doing construction right in front of the shack, Mm -hmm. so they had to come back the next week. So they came back the next week, and Johnny stopped and made a fake license plate out of construction paper and put it over his real license plate with rubber bands. With rubber bands? Because it was the 70s, and you apparently could become MacGyver. Uh, so they kept, <laughs> they rolled through the front date, gate. Did it even look they real? They the front gate. Did it look real? I have absolutely no clue, because they did not have photos. That, oh, I wish they had photos. Shame. If you were gonna con- you're going to start a bombing expedition with your father, you keep the fake license plates, is all I'm saying. You keep the construction paper. <laughs> you're crafting now. That's art. You're creating <laughs> art. You keep your art. My God. You get that frame. So they drove through the front gates. They cut the padlock, rolled up the van, and took off with a hundred, nope, a thousand pounds of dynamite. 
what kind of okay first of all what kind of car can carry a thousand pounds of dynamite like a dump truck oh i'm glad you asked it was a shaggin wagon van (laughs) he was the epitome of 1970s california he even had that sticker that says uh excuse the curse but ass gas and grass no one rides for free ass gas and grass Mm -hmm. no one rides for free I didn't know that was a sticker. You don't know that sticker? No. Oh, and it also said, if this van's a rock and don't come Oh, my God, that's terrible. There was two stickers, yeah. Uh, the next day, the there was a tiny article in the paper about the theft, and Johnny's girlfriend saw it and broke up with him. Oh, They moved Johnny. the dynamite to the walk-in freezer. <laughs> the walk-in freezer? So you have to keep dynamite actually temperature controlled. If it gets too hot, it It'll can become unstable. And blow up? Yes. Interesting. And they're in California. And it's hot there. In the 70s. And it's hot there. Uh, Big John spent the next two weeks in his shop. Johnny came by, and the outline of the bomb was ready. He went all out, Aaron. Oh, my God. The bomb was two metal rectangular boxes welded together. Okay. The Bigger boxes on the bottom, and there's a like a medium-sized box on top. The bottom box was so heavy, even without the dynamite, that he had to build in wheels with rubber tires. Because it was so heavy? What do you use, solid metal? Yeah. How thick was it? I literally have no clue. Wow. I don't design bombs. So... Well. The bottom box also could contain a majority of the dynamite they had stolen. So almost a thousand pounds of dynamite. That's why The second box. Yeah. It's crazy. That's nuts. The second box was smaller and designed to be uh, welded to the top box and would house the brains of the bomb. Uh, now this bomb was unstoppable. If anyone attempted to drill through the outside box, it would explode. Uh, Big John booby trapped the screws. What so is if they he tried trying to, to blow the box, up? The casino? The casino. Harvey's lost, wagon wheel. Because he lost all of his money there. Well, he's trying to get money out of the casino. So he, if you try to unscrew the screws, it would explode. Uh, if the lid was removed from any box, it would explode. The box was rigged with a flotation device from the toilet. So that if the box was flooded <laughs> with water, it would explode. From the toilet? From the toilet. Uh, you know how in the back, there's a flusher has that little plunger attached yeah. to it? That was in this bomb. Uh, inside what? hung a metal pendulum. So if someone tried to move the bomb, it would explode. <laughs> what? Uh, if a metal object was inserted between the two boxes to lever them apart, it would explode. Uh, the bomb was completely impossible to disarm. Even Big John could not disarm it once it was set. His plan was not to disarm the bomb at all, but to tell them how to move it safely (laughs) so it could be blown up on, like, a golf course. What is... Okay. I've got no words for this one. (laughs) Nothing? I don't even know where to start. First of all, a thousand pounds of dynamite? Are you kidding me? That's insane. You're going to blow up a whole town. A thousand pounds? Sounds like he's going to take out a city block, right? Literally. All because he's trying to blow up a casino because of his foolish acts that he made him lose all of his own money. But it's easier to blame other people for your problems because that's what we do. Especially if you are in that case. Okay. 
So Big John spent the whole summer working on the bomb. And on Saturday, August 23rd. How long did it take him to design this? I'm sorry. How long? It took him two weeks. Two and then it took him the weeks? Whole... And then it took him the summer to put it all into place. How did he know that it was this indestructible? How did he know? Because he's a tinkerer. A tinkerer. Remember, he's like, he thinks he's an inventor. Yeah, yeah, but... Okay. I don't even know where you get the literature in 1970 to figure out how to build a bomb. Like, like how did you how did you figure it out? Like how does he know? I don't know. There's a pendulum and it can only move certain amount of degrees left or right, and then it'll fucking blow up. That's mm. nuts. So Big John summoned his sons to help him practice moving the bomb. No, did he built a special him? dolly. I hope not. Because with all the dynamite in it, it was too heavy to move without this extra dolly. Yeah, it's a thousand pounds. Yeah, um, and they had to get the bomb from the car through the parking lot into the casino. Oh my god! During practice, they rolled over Johnny's foot. It wasn't broken, but he was done. He refused to help. And Jimmy said, "If he's not doing it, I'm not doing it." And they rolled over his foot. Oh my god! Yeah, was it? That must have really hurt. Did it explode? No, he didn't break anything, but he was done. He was like, "I'm out." I would think, don't talk to me. I would think that his foot would have literally just flattened like a pancake and exploded. One time last year, when I was in Yonkers, I watched someone's foot get run over by a car, and it literally was just—it went like this. Yeah, and they That's so gross. Were it was I wish right everyone out. could see what you just did with your hands. The noise probably works. The noise was enough. The, you take your enough. hands and you put them on top of each other, kind of like a clam, and then you just smush it out so all your fingers are interlaced. Uh, it's not a visual medium, this podcast. Right. Oh my god! It was, <laughs> oh my god! It was terrible, and it literally happened right in front of the store. I watched the whole thing happen. I was like, "That guy's gonna run over this person's foot. They're gonna run over the foot." And then, then it was like, "Ah!" And I was like, "Why are four fire trucks coming? What is going on? I gotta go. It's time for me to go." <laughs> And then Erin just left the scene of the crime after she ran over that poor man's foot. I didn't run over their foot. I watched someone <laughs> run over their foot. And second of all, it was Yonkers, so are you even surprised? Actually, Yonkers is a very well. nice place. It was actually... Yonkers is lovely. It was so close to where your mom lived. I'm not even kidding you. The store was literally like maybe five minutes I know exactly where away. it is. It's right by the pizza place. Yes! It was so close to Susan's. It was so close. Oh my goodness. Okay. So okay, sorry, getting distracted. The, he said if the no no no, it's good, but like we're it's, it's this is gonna be a real long episode. Is sorry, it? y'all. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 it's great. I love this. I love everything about this conversation, including gross feet. Uh, <laughs> I literally look like a pancake. It's awful. Also, oh. you should definitely find Aaron's eyeglass store near a pizza place and have pizza there because it's good pizza. Oh my God. I had my ba- my bridal shower there. You literally had your bridal shower there, and I will never forget it because we had our own separate room that was full of literally balloons, pitchers of soda, and just pies everywhere. <laughs> because what else? What we're supposed to have mimosas? I'm exhausted. If you yes. want to drink, get a drink. Yes. You know what? I like pizza. I don't drink. I like pizza. I like what I like. And I picked up the balloons myself because my aunt could have get her act together. Thanks, Aunt Ellen. <laughs> By the way, she was supposed to bring chips and dip. She was I supposed was... to bring chips and dip. What did she bring? She brought a crudite platter and skinny popcorn. Lady, read the room. We're in a pizzeria. That sounds like Aunt Ellen, though. Bring in Aunt Ellen. <laughs> no one wants a crudite. 
No, not I a, said not a Frank chip. Pepe's pizza. No, chips and dip. That means salsa. If you want to go skinny, that's salsa and tortilla chips. Oh, yeah, but who likes salsa? I mean, salsa's okay, but it's queso's where it's at. Oh, frig yeah. Queso, queso all the way, but I don't trust my aunt with cheese anymore. Okay, here we go. I'm ready. So he said if they weren't going to help him deliver the bomb, they had to help him with the ransom drop. Oh. Like, he was not going to let them make them work with a ransom drop, though, right? I like, feel ridiculous. like that's not a responsibility that you should put on your children. Well, Big John has zero Fs. Yep, so seriously. He doesn't care. Big John called a former employee, yeah. Terry Hall and Bill Brown. Bill Brown was his former employee. Uh, Bill Brown was an ex-con with an ex-wife and four children to support. Terry, another ex-con, had a kid with Bill's daughter, Juanita. And the four of them lived together. Oh, wow. Bill worked for Big John uh, as a pipe fitter about 10 to 15 years ago. Big John offered him $2,000 for one day of work. Can you guess what Bill's answer was, Aaron? Hell yeah. It was, who do I got to kill? <laughs> Bill, you read the room correctly, oh sir. Oh, my God. Who do I have to kill? That's literally what? Oh, my God. Okay. That's what he said. Damn. Bill, you were psychic. So Bill and Terry go over there, and they're told to deliver this box to Harvey's Casino, and they don't ask any questions because they know they don't want the answer. They're getting $2,000 a day, of course. I wouldn't yeah. ask questions either. So like, Big John was coming with them. It was 50 bucks extra for gas, and they all got in the car and drove. They drove all night. Wow. When they got to Harvey's, it was like he thought they like they really thought like someone at Harvey's like asked for this box mm-hmm. and that it was something illegal on the other end of it. Oh my god. Like something weird's in the box. Okay. They weren't gonna ask questions. They didn't think it was a bomb. No, getting two thousand uh, dollars. Of course they're not asking questions. Yeah. I'm not asking questions either. $2,000 for what, 24 hours of work? Yeah. I'm fine with that. Right? Same. Okay, when they got to Harvey's, it was around 5 a.m. and it was still dark. Okay. So they walked over to the back door of the casino, but Big John was like, hey, let's wait a little bit and come back. Yeah. So they want. he wanted some sleep before they delivered the machine. They drove south and got a motel room. They went for breakfast. Big John paid. That's nice. And they checked into this motel at 11.15 a.m. Okay. Now, Big John gave Terry some money and said, get a room. Mm-hmm. But Terry was on parole, and he could not leave the state of California. Oh, my God. But here we are. <laughs> he, had, uh, he had a conviction for burglary, and, a, and he was on probation for a hit and run. Oh, my God. So just classic great people doing great things, making good choices. Jesus. He told Big John he can't register it under his own name. And he was like, I don't care. Why are you telling me this? Because <laughs> so, he so, wanted a solution. Well, and mind you, they took they took Johnny's car, I think. Yeah. So they wrote down Joey. He wrote down like Joey Everett. He like wrote a random name. And then the guy who's at the desk was like, what's your license plate number? And Terry leans back and gives them the actual license plate number. Stupid. That's why you got arrested a bunch of times, yep. Terry. You're not thinking things Yeah, you're through. not smart. You're not smart. Even I know that. What and happened to-, to the construction paper license plate? I don't know. I think you'd put that back on, right? Yeah, I'd put that back on. But they were in Nevada, and it was a California plate, and they didn't write down that it was a California plate. They're- okay. 
So he's carrying a briefcase. Uh, Big John's got a briefcase. He told uh, Terry and Bill to pick up to wait until 4 p.m. So he left. He went to the airport. um, And then they went to go pick him up. But the car Mm -hmm. wouldn't start. (laughs) So they got the manager and asked him if he had any jumper cables. But the manager didn't have jumper cables. (laughs) So... So they had to like push the car to get it started. When Big John finally came walking back, he had to call a tow truck. So yeah, finally they got to (laughs) Hardee's. Yes, the car still. The bomb is still inside of the car. Uh, Bill and Terry got some overalls (laughs) on. Okay. And they and Big John also put on some overalls. They got the van started and they went over to Harvey's. Big John gave them each a hundred bucks and told them to keep the change uh, to the to the tow truck driver. There was two tow truck drivers. Nice, uh, they pulled over to a nearby parking oh, lot, oh. took the license plate okay. off the van, uh, off another van, and put it on with some rubber bands. So they're really—I mean, how hard is it to bring a screwdriver? They already had the screwdriver to take off the other it's person's hard, license plate. Just finish the job. This is why men suck at taking out the trash. Just put the bag in after you take out the trash. It's part of the job. <laughs> really? Mike just got the whole oh, taking it really out part, not out the, the like, replacing the bag part. Yeah, he doesn't let me. TJ does not let me do it because I never do it right. I always just throw See, Mike actually things everywhere. The bag and upstairs this time, anxiety. too, so I'm really proud of him. <laughs> We're making progress. Practice, practice, practice. Wow. I mean, I'm impressed, right? Who would have thought? So they got to Harvey's. Yeah, I'm impressed too. The next, like 5 p.m. at this point. Yeah. Oh, I think it's the next morning. 5 a.m. the next morning. What time? Nine. So they unloaded the machine and towed it across the parking lot. Bill and Terry took over the front doors. Yeah. And uh, great. They pushed it on a dolly while Bill pulled. Uh, Terry pushed. Bill pulled. Then they came in, a man got up from behind the desk and just walked away. Uh, they pulled okay. it through double doors, past the desk, into the elevator. Uh, I don't know. He went, I think What's he went to get cigarettes. I think they interview him That's later on. very careless. And they were like, yeah, two guys wheeled something in, but I needed a cigarette. Oh, okay. Because it's the 70s, and apparently that's a valid excuse to leave your job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, I don't tell you this. You can smoke inside and now. I so hope she's sense. never gonna listen. She doesn't know what a podcast is. But Mike actually yeah. worked with a teacher who would leave and take smoke breaks in the middle of the day. Don't worry, she got fired because you're not supposed to do that, and you can't leave your classroom. Wow. Yes, you can't leave your classroom in the middle of the day of a to smoke, take a break? smoke break. Outside. That's what your preps are for, dum dum. Yeah, because that's not a I legit reason for a break. Take smoke breaks. You and want cancer? Not... Do it on your own time. Yeah, it's not a break. Yeah, that's called a nicotine addiction, ma'am. Not, not that's my your problem. problem. It's like the same thing without with alcoholics. I Put don't it like in your coffee mug, like everyone else, and get to work. Your beer. <laughs> okay. So they, they got go. to the second floor. They pushed it over to the small <laughs> waiting room by like the telephone exchange, and they covered it up with a tarp. Yes. Um, they took off their overalls, put them in Very a plastic smart. Harvey's bag that John had given them, and they just left. 
when they got out of the okay. building, Big John caught up with Terry coming out of the building and okay. he walked across the parking lot with them. They got in the van and drove towards California. Uh, they made a stop a few minutes before they hit California okay. at a bait shop. They bought some beer and they went up to a creek to go to pee. I don't know why that they, they pee. I'm like pee anywhere. Why you in a creek where they can't supplies. pee on the side of the road. Um, so they're peeing in this creek, and then Bill starts breaking this dolly from the back of the van that they used to like move this thing. And Bill and Terry look at him like, "Why are you ditching this uh-huh. dolly in a creek and breaking it into pieces? You friggin' weirdo!" And he's like, "Oh yeah, we just pushed a bomb into a casino." And they were like, "Huh? What?" what? Now Why Joan had typed up the note for him. By the way, the ransom note. On her electric typewriter oh. that she used as her job as a probation officer. Oh my god! <laughs> no one could touch it without wearing gloves. Oh my god! Yeah, she's a probation officer. That's all I'm saying. She's if they had the internet had at any the internet point in time, things would have gone a lot faster. Uh, so poor Bob. A uh, supervisor on the graveyard shift was leaving Harvey's when he was out of cigarettes when he found this bomb. And he said, and the note said, do not remove or tilt this bomb because the mechanism controlling the device will set it off of any movements over 0.1 of the open Richter scale. Do not flood or gas the bomb. There is a float switch. Do not try and remove the screwdrivers. Warning. So basically all of the warnings that are going to let the bomb I repeat, please do not move to arm or try and enter the bomb. It will what? explode. What? It was like a three-page letter, but that's like the big opening sentence. So they yeah. freak out. They what call the FBI. Idiot. But that's okay. not really as interesting as Big John arriving home and told his boys to get ready for the pickup. Uh, Johnny and Jimmy did not want to participate, but Big John got angry. And we can only figure out what that means. Uh, he told them they had to do it. Oh my God. The I plan can't. was to head out to the clearing with a strobe light. And when a pilot with a helicopter descended, Big Johnny and Jimmy would overpower him at gunpoint. Big John would jump in, take the controls, and fly Jimmy to a second clearing where Johnny would be, where he would get out with the money and take off to the airport where... And then oh. Big John would go to the airport with the helicopter where Joan would be. And then they all would meet up in California and then head to Europe to launder the cash. Everything immediately There's began a to lot go wrong involved with Because this. they brought this the stro- a lot. <laughs> they brought the guns, they brought the bullets, they yeah, brought obviously. the strobe light, but they forgot the battery <laughs> to make it work. Know. So now they're in the mountains in Nevada. <laughs> Nothing's open. Amateur. Everything's closed. They, they break into like Amateur. a car at a gas station that's closed, but the owner lived above the gas station and caught them and ran them off with a oh shotgun. They get to oh another garage and they, they're like, I need a battery. And he's like, what kind of battery? What kind of car are you driving? How, he like really wanted to do a good job. And they're like, any... Battery. Oh Just God. give me a battery. <laughs> oh my God. Well, finally they get the battery and they head up. Uh, Johnny oh. goes to his location. He drops Jimmy and Big Jim off at his location. And Joan goes to her location. Now, here's the problem mm-hmm. the FBI found a hard, had a hard okay. time finding a pilot 
and a hard time finding a helicopter. No one wanted to help the FBI. Yeah, because so when they so okay. when they finally got a pilot okay. and a helicopter, they were already okay. running late. Oh no, the baby's awake. Maybe go back to sleep. Forty. <gasps> she is. Oh no, she's back to sleep. Okay, we're good. Fifty point seven. Okay. So the and, and the FBI talked to Harvey okay. and they were like we could pay the ransom and he's like I'm not paying them a friggin' dime. I will not be extorted. So they they have a thousand dollars and like a bunch of newspaper to make it look <laughs> like money. <laughs> and they get this pilot and this helicopter and their plan is they have a guy with like a, a semi-automatic sitting yeah. laying on the floor in the helicopter behind the pilot. And they have a helo above the helicopter waiting, just doing circles, to drop down and assist the guy with the semi-automatic to take down whoever's extorting them. So they're running behind because Johnny couldn't find that friggin' okay. battery, right? <laughs> okay. Hold on. Sorry. They can't find this battery. They, they can't find it. Give them a battery. Okay. Sorry, she keeps moving and it's freaking me out. I might just keep this in because what? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, eh? oh. So they have this whole thing. So by the time they got the pilot there, <laughs> they were running late and they're having like a freak out. They also had like this 24 hour time limit on this bomb. And then the call comes in, the pilot shows up and they immediately jump mm -hmm. in and go. Now, Johnny was the one who had made the phone call on his way to the next clearing. So he jumps in the car, finds a payphone because it's the 70s. Makes the yeah. call. Yeah. And he, okay. he yes, starts the call with a southern accent then. and then immediately drops yes. it in the next mm -hmm. sentence. He's like, I only I only practice hello, how you doing? <laughs> Hi, y'all. Your instructions are underneath the phone book in the wow. in the telephone you're at hey, right how's now. Going? Now, here's the big problem. Wow. The pilot read the directions wrong and went in the opposite direction. Yep. So they never found oh. the drop site. <laughs> they were waiting all night long. So, and uh, it got really, really cold, obviously, in the mountains of Nevada. Wow. Big John made a fire out of gunpowder. Yeah, obviously. Uh, Johnny waited for five hours in the clearing. And when his brother and, and father what? didn't show up, he drove over to Joan at the airport to figure out what was going on. They sat in the car together listening to the radio. And the governor was like, oops, there was a mix up. We're still going to pay. They were not going to pay. So Johnny and Joan decided wow. to drive up to get the dad and brother. On the way there, uh, up the mountain, Joan crashed her car, completely wow. totaling it and getting like a head injury. Yeah, she's bleeding from the nose. She's bleeding from her head. They get really? Johnny, Jimmy, <laughs> and Big John. Uh, and they pick up the guns and they drive Joan to the hospital because she won't stop bleeding. They drove back to California and Big John and Jimmy slept the whole time and Johnny was wow. late for work. So he decided to make up the time and was instantly pulled over for a speeding ticket. Comedy of errors. <laughs> oh my God. While all of this is... Okay. I this mean, be this, a movie. how is this He's not a movie? Like Chris Farley and David Spade. <laughs> With David Spade and Chris Farley playing sad brothers. Seriously. 
Yeah, right? With, like, <laughs> Chevy Chase as the dad, just <laughs> drunkenly beating them with a boot. <laughs> oh. oh my god okay so back at the bomb the 24-hour deadline has passed <laughs> they are freaking out they're convinced uh-huh. the bomb's gonna explode so they've come up with two plans the first plan is to encase it in concrete and then move it to the golf course mm-hmm. the second plan is to fire okay. more explosives at the bomb which will disable it now I don't understand how this works. The description was very technical, and I did not write it down because I don't I understand don't. it. But apparently, this is like okay. a legit plan, and like it works okay. at some point. Where they they like shoot the bombs. Where they at fire the brain. more bombs at it. Like it's a very targeted explosion that will take out the device the... and not the bomb. And like they they took like X rays of it. They know where the dynamite okay. is. They're like, I'm just going to explode this part of the bomb so this part of the bomb doesn't blow okay. up. Well, Danny Dayhill was in charge did it work? of setting is that what up they did? the new bomb to blow up the old bomb. He used a stack of Tahoe phone books on a Formica oh countertop. God. He had been awake for 30 hours. Um, oh, my God. So they're That's on. terrible. He's been awake it's for It's going good. It, these are the so things you, know you do with little <laughs> sleep. So wow. he exits the place, and he there's a giant crowd of tourists. Everyone knows wow. what's going on. Uh, they're selling shirts that say, I got bombed at Harvey's on the streets. <laughs> there's Jesus spectators. Christ. It is. They shut down the oh casino. My God. How they is got this everyone not a movie? out. There's... How is this not a movie? So Danny's like running out of the place and he says, oh fire God. in the hole. Everyone okay. shouts a warning to the spectators. He hits the bomb. <laughs> what they did not expect and Danny cursed about afterwards and yeah. he said, holy S word. Uh, Danny hit <laughs> holy snails, oh, holy y'all. S word. And Holy Danny snails. actually had to hide underneath the car he was standing <laughs> behind to escape the falling concrete because a pressure wave radiated, and I'm literally copying from the article right now, outwards and tore through the second floor, bursting through doorways, flattening walls, shattering windows. A curtain of brown smoke went across the facade. A cloud of white dust boomed out of the second floor, enveloping the building, rolling across the parking lot, and a jagged Five-story hole was in the middle of the casino. So it didn't work, if you were wondering. (laughs) Five minutes later, the sheriff's office got a call and said, if you still want to make the exchange, I will call back in one hour. (laughs) Because because if anyone had the internet at that point, they could have known it exploded and then watched it. Um, they were at this point, they were on their way back to go see Joan in the hospital. This was like a few hours after, Uh yeah. Uh, by the time they an hour later, they heard on the radio what happened, and uh, Big John said, Well, now I don't have anything to live for. That's the real message we need to take away. You just (laughs) took away a cancer patient's only dream. Danny. 
He just wanted to bomb <laughs> or extort a million dollars out of a casino owner. Why can't they arrested that nine year old woman? Because she wanted to be arrested before she died. Why can't you let John have this? Because it's the 70s. Because <laughs> it's the 70s. I think it's an you 80s thing, cocaine. No, maybe it's the 70s. They're late 70s by now. Uh, by the time they got to Jones, they could watch the footage on the news. And Big know. John's spirits lifted a bit and said, it worked pretty good, I guess. The next day, he called Bill and Terry and oh said, we're God. going again. And he stole more dynamite. <gasps> no. And this what? time, he planned to extort them for $5 million. Uh, within a week, they cleared out the debris and opened oh, the, the slot machines on the floor of Harvey's Casino while they did renovation. <laughs> the wheel keeps on turning, Aaron. Wow. The wheel keeps on turning. Stop at nothing. That's the song. So That's November. Song. <laughs> so by November of the next year, this is August, remember. <laughs> by November, it was the largest, <laughs> most expensive investigation yes. in FBI history. Mm-hmm. By December, they cut the budget completely, making the team three people. <laughs> okay. Uh, by May the following year, Harvey's oh, wow. was open again, and Big well, John came I out mean... to scope the security. He was either going to bomb Harvey's again or bomb a Bank of America. I, he's, a, oh, he's all over the place. My... I will say this. Why? Okay. I don't, because they don't How know it's him. How is guy even allowed in the A casino? month later, a guy called and broke they the case been like, wide open. No. He was dating a girl who told him what oh. happened to Harvey's before it happened to Harvey's. That girl was Kelly, Johnny's ex-girlfriend. Oh, my God. It was a nightmare. Ah, Late in that next summer, right. uh, Big John had done some work for his brother-in-law who refused to pay him. Uh, so he blew up the only entrance to his farm. You could hear it two towns away. Oh, my God. No, just the bridge that connected the farm to he anything. Blew up the whole house. They oh. really they they oh they God. zeroed in on <laughs> the family pretty fast, considering the license plate issue. They made a big stink at the hotel. They everyone could see everything. the The battery thing was a big deal. Oh my God! So uh, they focused on Johnny, yeah. though, not Big John, because. Big John was like, oh, you want my son? That's his car. So eventually. Oh, my God. Johnny had a. T- what they a basically were trap. like, this is the deal. We just went up to the mountains to grow pot. You wanted to grow pot in the mountains. And then someone stole your van and you don't know what happened. And you came home and then you went back to get the van. And it was there and the door was unlocked. And, like, they're all like, this is BS. They made him testify in a grand jury. They're like, you're full of it. Yeah. But he stuck to his story. And then finally they were like, dude, we know it's your dad. Like, we know it's your dad. Uh, And after, I believe, five hours of investigation, Jimmy even came in of his own free will. Johnny was like, yeah, we did it. (laughs) And he didn't want to be the only one going to jail. So he told Jimmy to give it up. At this point, I think... Johnny is 20, Jimmy is maybe 19, 18. He was finishing up high school. Uh, oh, yeah, and they were in FBI custody, and they were like, what? there's a picture of them fooling around with their FBI agents. They're in protective custody, and they like, <laughs> they, they set him up in a nice hotel. And... Oh my God. 
Because he's a frigging monster. Because they know that their father is the one who did it all. And he's a giant oh teacher. It was a yeah, nightmare. Yeah, he's a mess. Um, wow. Wow. Oof. So wow. Um, they obviously arrested Big John. Uh, and he went through four lawyers before defending himself. I don't know. He's, Why? he's a monster. John why turned 21 he, in FBI himself? custody, and all the FBI agents gave him a card with the nicknames he had given them. They were the fathers he always wanted. Oh, that's cute. There were two trials. It was a whole <laughs> friggin' mess. So the cute. boys testified against him. Uh, Big John never did come clean. Uh, yeah. Never. He... He even crossed again. Why? Really? Sons and like it was like he didn't wow. even know these people. Because he was a nightmare. Really? Um, wow. Big John mess. tried to blame it all on Danny, saying that he blew up person. the bomb purpose. Terrible parent. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the bomb squad, and I just like blowing oh up the God. zeros. Like. <laughs> Uh, on March 7th, 1985, <laughs> the jury uh, wow. found him guilty on eight of nine counts of extortion, bomb threats, unlawful possession of explosive, interstate transportation of explosive, blah, 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 blah. The judge sentenced him to life in prison, which wasn't very long. Because <laughs> he had cancer. Yeah. Uh, Bill. Because and- he had cancer. Bill and Terry yeah. were so terrified of their former employee that they didn't even give up when they found out that there was a reward for like mm-hmm. half a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, they stayed silent the whole time. Really? Wow. Big John was locked up in federal the federal oh penitentiary God, really? in Lampa, California. Uh, and the boys never saw him again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, Good because well, Jim wrote his father a three-page letter apologizing uh, for giving him up and asked for forgiveness. Oh, because he's still his dad and he was the weak one. Let's be honest. Why? Uh, no offense, Jimmy, if you're listening, which I sincerely doubt. Oh my uh, God. And he was like, "I understand why yeah, you did well. this. You had no work. You had no money." Uh. And this is. No, he did have. And he basically was like, "This is what we had to do in jail." Uh, this is what he wrote. In, this is part of the letter that was in the article that I love. Uh, you are the oh. smartest, most remarkable person in the world. I respect you more than anything. Okay. I will try to be worthy of you. I often lie awake at night thinking of what I've done to you. I cry often at the thought of what I did. I wish I could have. We could have been a happy family from the start. I'm glad you brought me up the way you did because it made me realize how hard life was early on. Yeah, when he knocked out your teeth at the dinner table. Uh, I will always love you. Literally Jimmy. knocked out four of your teeth at the dinner table. Uh, Jimmy That's died so of liver sad. cancer in a medical oh facility God. in 1996, almost 16 years to the oh. date after he blew up Harvey's casino. He was 74. Oh my God! How old? Ninety six. Yeah. He's uh, Bill and Terry were released from prison oh. in nineteen eighty six. They both returned to Fresno. Bill died in nineteen ninety four, and uh, Terry, not yet fifty, followed him in two thousand and five. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. So everyone's dead. It's it's a hot mess. Basically, everyone's dead. Jimmy never left. Uh, but all from natural. He natural settled down causes. and have three kids. He coaches little league. He did pretty well for himself. He raced cars in his spare time. He didn't die. Uh, Johnny didn't have such a smooth transition. Uh, he having the same name as his father. People didn't want the son of a bomber working on their roofs. He moved to Baker. He moved to Bakersfield yeah, yeah, instead and started a contracting business. Legally? He made a lot of money, but also got a pretty severe cocaine habit. <laughs> Uh, in 1986, he and his fiance were driving back from the beach, yet. and he fell asleep at the wheel. Uh, she was killed instantly, and any th- any and motivation he had left was gone. Mm. He moved to Santa Barbara uh, with nothing but a box of clothes, his oh, truck, and a bunch of coke. Uh, did nothing for a long time, surfing. He opened up a boogie oh, board shop. Uh, he was a short-tempered drunk and a fighter and ended up going to jail for a few months. In 2000, yeah, 2008, after one too many DUIs, he was sentenced months? to 240 days in jail, where he got into a fight at the yard and broke his jaw. Uh, he used the rest of his time inside to write a book about the bombing. He uh, embellished the story here and there and ended up publishing himself. He still has not sold a single copy at the time of the publication of this article. Okay. The end. Really? Um, really? What was the article published? I can't tell you. I think this. Wow. Oh, it was written. He wrote a book and literally published it, and no one bought it. Nope, that's when the bomb went off. Never mind. I don't know. Wow, and no one bought it. Because he was a liar. He literally wrote a book, and no one bought it. Making father, it's crazy enough. My mom, speaking of bombs and guns, my mom just texted me randomly and said, you need to have a permit in order to own a shotgun. Cuomo changed the law. So in case anyone was wondering. I would tell Mike, but I don't think he's here anymore. <laughs> I don't know, the bathroom. If he's not Where'd in the bathroom, he's, not, he's, on, the computer. he's, he's computer? on the computer. He's probably in the bathroom. Oh. This is how men work. There's two places. Toilet, TV, bedroom. Or Yes, that's true. TJ's normally in the basement. If he's not in the basement. Men men are simple. He's probably in the bathroom. So next week is your birthday episode, and it is a kidnapping. Yay! Oh, my God. Next week, I'm going to be 32. I asked my mom, I asked my mom, my mom was like, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, two cases of white cloth. And she was like, no. (laughs) And I was like, but please. (laughs) I don't know what else. I mean, I really have everything. I can't think of anything that I want, but I I do want white cloth. And she was like, no, Aaron, that's a daddy (laughs) gift ever. And I was like, fine, get me a, oh, okay, that's, that's good. But I was like. I was like, okay, if you're not going to give me white cloth, then get me a little floaty for my pool. And she literally was like, Aaron, your pool is so pathetic. No, you can't fit. Rude. Your pool is a floaty. And hey, I was Brad. like, that's so rude. So rude. My pool is not a floaty. <laughs> my pool can fit myself comfortably in it, as well as one other adult. I'm not teaching up. the kids because it's the oh, afternoon. Grandpa. I'm talking with my friend Aaron, and we're recording a podcast. It's like a radio show. 
I can. He cannot hear you because you're muted on the screen. Can he hear me? But I... Is Grandpa That's getting another dark and storm? We're gonna have to cut this out of the episode now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We just broke for a second there because my grandpa came by and asked if I was teaching oh, children, man. and we were recording a podcast. <laughs> But anyway, my mom said that my pool floaty, my pool was a floaty, and she was not going to get me that, nor was she going to get me white claw. See, my I mom said, well, thought your pool was else. so she cute. She was like, did you see her in that pool? That was fun. What kind of floaty Isn't do you want? Isn't it like adorable? It's adorable. No, I want okay, a pizza, I can get behind a that. pizza floaty, I think or I want a unicorn floaty. That's all I have to ask for. Obviously, One with like cup holders. So obviously, what kind of world do we live in? <laughs> and if and if you're wondering what kind of white claw I would like, I would like the new variety pack with the lemon one, preferably just lemon. But if you can't find me that, then I'll take the other variety pack because that one's way oh, okay. better. The first variety pack, I really only just like the lemon. Aaron wants so little in this yes. world, Rita. You can't pick her up a floaty. <laughs> <laughs> literally a floaty is like 10 bucks and then the case of white claws literally if i get two it's literally 30 dollars no more than 35 what's the ish there's no ish you live Give in Staten island not a dumpster i live in a dumpster and the children's floaty is 15 oh. they don't come with cup holders Shame. I can make cup holders. Sounds like you a know what? I can get a solo cup. So tune in next week where we do another one with no murder. <laughs> so you don't have to worry the entire episode. There will be no murder. Yay. Check in next time. We love you guys. See you soon.